Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Let's revisit our top story today. Uh, at three o'clock, we spoke to Richmond Mayor uh, Malcolm Brody. Uh, we were talking about a vote that took place on Friday. Uh, the Metro Vancouver Board voted 82-84-50 in support of uh, accelerating a faster move away from fossil fuels. Uh, it was the board basically asking uh, or, uh, the BC government to enact legislation to speed up the transition away from natural gas. Uh, the original recommendations were advocated by the city of Richmond and endorsed by Metro staff in, in early ju- July. Uh, now, the vote did pass. I do want to say that Fortis BC uh, asked Metro Vancouver's board to reject the recommendations uh, for the uh, faster move away from fossil fuels. The move was also not supported by a variety of businesses aso- business associations. Now, the vote was 8450. Uh, one of the individuals who was there as well was Dylan Kruger, who is a city councillor in Delta. Dylan, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, when this vote came forward uh, uh, to the board on Friday, uh, I'm very curious, did you think it was going to pass or did you think it would be voted down? Uh, You know, it's it's always hard to tell at Metro Vancouver when you've got 40 different elected officials in a room uh, where these things are going to go. But when I saw this motion uh, the first time come forward, I just felt that, you know, as local mayors and councillors, this is not our jurisdiction. We've been elected by uh, our constituents to ensure that we have safe streets, that we have uh, our garbage picked up on time, that our cities are well run. But I don't believe as, as local elected leaders, we're here to solve the world's uh, energy problems. This, this it will ultimately be an issue that the province and, and BCUC will have to uh, sort out. So I had an amendment that I put forward last week uh, that would have removed uh, what I consider the most problematic language of the motion from Richmond, and that was uh, banning natural gas in new construction, which, which from what I understand about uh, serious BC hydro uh, constraints uh, versus projected growth is just not realistic. Uh, and so what you mean by that is, is that even if we did do that, that uh, uh, BC hydro just would not be able to uh, deal with the demand that would be required from people switching from natural gas or even those buying new places switching from natural gas to, to uh, uh, electricity. Well, absolutely. There's an article, Von Palmer, today with comments from Premier Eby saying that he expressed doubts that hydro would be able to deliver the power needed to project future demand. He said hydro's not keeping up. Our coldest, remember that that really cold day two years ago, that coldest day on record? And Mm -hmm. and on that day in December, three quarters of the region's energy came uh, from natural gas. So we know, look, if we had the power, if we had the ability today to move fully electric, that's fantastic. But Uh, We know that we don't, that for the short term at least, natural gas and renewable natural gas is going to be the only way we meet our short-term greenhouse gas emission reduction targets. It's got to be a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. Well, now as you and I speak, uh, I see images from... Uh, the Okanagan, uh, in regards to the fires there, many other wildfires across this country, many other nations dealing with wildfires around the Mediterranean. You have heat waves. Uh, this is the expected to be the hottest July uh, since records were first kept, uh, and it may be the hottest month ever in the history of mankind. 
Um, and that's all the, that's the challenge before us. Uh, Mayor Brody, you know, said, look, we have to make these changes. We have to make that leap. Um, what do you say to that argument that, look, uh, you could argue that local government's not the place, but, you know, it, buildings, uh, you can decide whether or not natural gas can be uh, included when a new, new, home is, uh, new home is built. You have a role to play in regards to uh, climate change. Yeah, and look, certainly I think that everyone has a responsibility to ensure uh, that they're fighting uh, to to stop climate change within the jurisdiction that they have with the slice of the pie that they've been given. uh, In reference to the fires, our job locally is to, you know, certainly we second our local firefighters out, and they've been heroes all over the province uh, and other parts of the world when these fires have taken place, and we've got to make sure that we have education in place for our citizens about being responsible citizens. But again, solving the world's energy problems is not the, the role or jurisdiction of, of local government. We, we just had this discussion through TransLink. TransLink uh, has just moved forward with the purchase of a number of natural gas buses. And there was a big push from mayors and councillors across the region for them to go fully electric. And they said, look, today we do not have the capacity or the infrastructure to do that. We would love to do that, but those buses would be sitting empty because we don't have the electric capacity or infrastructure to move forward with those purchases. So as technology improves, as infrastructure improves, as capacity improves, that's absolutely the direction that we need to be going. But we are urgently trying to meet our, our 2030 GHG reduction goals, which is only seven years away, we are not going to be able to meet them without access to natural gas and renewable natural gas. Where, 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 where is the low-lying fruit, uh, low-hanging fruit? Sorry, uh, in regards to making meeting those um, meeting those targets, like what kind of things can you do at the regional government to have an impact? Certainly, working on approvals of new construction and through the BC Building Code, we're looking to require. Uh, higher standards in terms of energy efficiency in the houses that are being built. We're, we're going through the step code to a place where in the next couple of years, all new houses that are constructed will have to meet the passive house standard. Uh, so th- those are things that we can control and we have regulatory uh, approval through the BC Building Code to enforce. Uh, energy policy is, is not one of those things that's within our jurisdiction, which is why the motion that Metro passed last week was to send a letter to advocate uh, to the province and BCUC to, to make these changes. And I think eventually, as time goes on, obviously that's the direction we're going to be going. We just need to be realistic about what is actually achievable while balancing the fact that we are going to have a million new people in this region in the next 20 years. We're, uh, last year, we, we welcomed 55,000 new people to Metro. That's the equivalent of the entire city of North Vancouver. People are coming and uh, the areas of this region that are really uh, impacted by that are south of the Fraser in the eastern sector where these new houses are being built. And we have to think about the affordability challenges that are already going on for folks. I mean, gosh, between the uh, inflation, the grocery store prices and gas, other taxes that we have imposed as local government, property tax increases, utility increases, uh, banning natural gas from new construction, huge impact on affordability for folks that are just trying to get by right now. Uh, do you see a time where this could be done? I'm just curious. I mean, I get you, get the immediate concerns that residents have, but do you think inevitably we'll have to get to that point, so whether it's 2035, whether it's a little earlier, whether it's a little later, we will have to get to a point where we will want to ban the use of natural gas or at least natural gas not being used in, in new construction? Absolutely. I, I think that's where we're going. I mean, there was a time where the whole world was was run on coal. Uh, and now, in, uh, and still many parts of the world are run on coal today. 
uh, and we've moved off of that as, as a primary energy source. We're moving uh, away from, from gas-powered vehicles to electric vehicles. So that, that is the, the trend that we're headed. But in, in the short term, uh, certainly renewable natural gas, uh, especially, which is actually what Fortis has proposed to be pumping into new construction, primarily be 100% renewable natural gas. Uh, is it clean? Is it, is it electric uh, power? No, but it's it's a heck of a lot better than some of the other sources out there around the world today. So right now, there's been no indication from the province that they're heading in that direction, but certainly this is a, a point that the majority at this point uh, at the Metro Vancouver board say the province needs to head in this direction. Yeah, and, and certainly, um, you know, our, our role at Metro, you know, some, some folks see, see us as, as advocates. I, I see us really as more of a, a utility company. I think people expect through Metro Vancouver and our local municipalities that, uh, you know, we have clean drinking water coming in. And when we, have, we flush our, our toilets, they, they go places. And uh, I, I think they're looking for us to do that work efficiently and cost effectively. I don't think they're looking for us to, to play the role of, of uh, provincial regulators or, or we would have run to be those people. Dylan, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Jazz, thanks for having me on.